0: Hi everyone, welcome back to another episode of Black Girls Have Anxiety 2, the safe space created for black women by black women to strip away the taboo of talking about mental health. You'll hear from mental health professionals and advocates as well as black women sharing their experiences as we break down the complexities, explore ways to heal, and support each other. My name is Ashley, I'm your host. Whether you're a seasoned regular or this is your first time tuning in, thank you so much for your support. Now let's get into today's episode. Have you been
1: i've been i've been busy i've been having a lot of my plate so yeah. seems like time has just been flying by since our last interaction
0: i know i know it's i feel like it's been forever but it hasn't actually been forever i think it's only been like a month maybe yeah. a month and a half yeah like maybe a
1: month, and a, half maybe or month so. and a half yeah
0: it was it was a little while ago now that i'm thinking about it yes so I'm going to go ahead and introduce my guest today. Um, this is Melissa. Melissa is, um, well, I'm, Melissa, I'm going to kind of let you do your introduction, but I know Melissa. We connected through Instagram. Um, Instagram is like the great community of mental health professionals. Actually, <laughs> I love to tap into- Really? Facebook? Yes. Uh, uh, the group. Yes! Oh my gosh, I'm going back further now. Yes, there was
1: a Black woman um, Refinery29 group, and we network in that group. So.
0: Yes! Yes, I have my memory. What is wrong with me? <laughs> so, yes, you are absolutely right. So we connected, um, shout out to the Facebook group, Refinery29, um, which features lots of extremely talented Black women in a variety of different industries and spaces. There's lots of advocates, lots of creators, lots of um, just really awesome women on there, and uh, we connected through there and then connected on Instagram. Um, yes. Melissa was actually, uh, we actually did an IG Live about six-ish weeks ago, um, which was my first ever IG Live, so it was great to share it with Melissa. Um, oh. she, she does lots of really great things. She's a mental health professional, but she's also she also does other, other cool things, so I won't tap into those just yet, but Melissa, thank you for coming on the show. I really appreciate it. Um, can you tell our listeners a little bit about yourself? Okay. Yes. Hi,
1: everyone that is listening. My name is Melissa. She kind of she kind of gave a little a little bit of what I do. I am a mental health professional. I'm a mental health counselor, licensed mental health counselor. I am also an entrepreneur. I own a self care product shop. I'm also a content creator for natural hair. Um, beauty, all things beauty and self-care lifestyle and I'm also like a freelance makeup artist. I'm just self-taught by the way. But yes. I have my hands in a little bit of a lot of things with creating but the theme of everything is self-care yes, and making sure that we're all good and I'm influencing others to be good and encourage them to and encourage them to pursue their self-care
0: yes yes and that's kind of where i think both of our platforms kind of intersect is that we both are really passionate about mental health care and we both kind of advocate for it in very different ways um if you if you follow us on instagram um and you tuned into the ig live or you've watched it later you probably saw that it was a really fun ig live where we did we talked a little bit about mental health and a little bit about makeup and we kind of found uh, the point in the middle, which was really fun. So Melissa gave some makeup tips. We kind of like did our makeup as we had this conversation about uh, mental health and how important it is, um, particularly in the black community, particularly for black women and kind of how different things like anxiety shows up in your world. Mm -hmm. Um, And one thing that we talked a little bit about, but um, definitely wanted to expand on is um, I've always been curious uh, I'm not a mental health professional, but I've always been t- curious about how mental health professionals navigate their own mental health and manage their own mental health while being kind of like this um you know this huge you're you're carrying so many other people day 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 after day right yeah. session after session, so I can only imagine and you add on like twenty twenty and that just like compiles things and makes the weight. I don't want to say makes the weight heavier, but it's just, it's just more intense, right? Um, so it's always piqued my curiosity, like, how do mental health professionals even begin to, uh, like, dive into their own mental health and manage it while also teaching others to do the same?
1: hmm Yeah. Yes. So, and when we, when you first go to school to become a mental health professional, the first class is, like oh no, a counselor needs a counselor. A therapist needs a therapist. Don't think, like they strongly enforce, like they strongly enforce, like do not get into this work. Like make sure that you have a counselor and you're taking care of yourself because the weight of, you need some way to release. You need a professional, just like you're telling other people to get a professional and work with you as the professional. I need a professional too. So your favorite therapist has a therapist. Yes. If they don't, then they should, but like, that's the first thing we learn before we even start this work and you don't really get to see, you don't really get to see how serious they were about it until you actually get into the work. So, and that's, but that's always something that stuck with me. Make sure that you're taking care of yourself and you're also seeking some kind of professional help.
0: Yes. Yes, definitely. I, that's so great that at the beginning, like they plant that seed, that mm-hmm as somebody who is constantly filling everybody else's cups and giving them lots of knowledge and direction and, you know, holding space for them, you need the same for yourself. So that's awesome. Mm -hmm. I want to kind of roll it back, roll time back a little bit. So let's talk a little bit about like little Melissa, um, (laughs) 10 years old, 11 years old, you know, during your childhood, how important was mental health for you? Uh, growing up and like, was it talked about? And yeah. Tell me a little bit about that. Ooh,
1: so mental health, when I was younger, I, had, I feel like I had like an idea of what it meant to be like saying yeah. <laughs> or like some, some kind of idea, but in regards to mental health, no, I didn't, I didn't have any kind of idea or like a vivid understanding of it. And I feel like neither did a lot of my family. So and you know, like, your family influences a lot. So if that's not something that's talked about or, or necessarily prioritized, it's not a theme that represents itself for you or something that you really learn until you're actually in it or, like, forcing yourself to learn about it. So yeah. that wasn't really something that was pressed for me in
0: my childhood. Yeah. I know you're but- not the only one. Like, I know a lot of people... Had the, had similar, you know, like the similar answer, basically, and said, like, I didn't really hear about it. So for you, at what point, obviously, you're a mental health professional now, but at mm-hmm. what point were, did you become curious about mental health and start to, like, learn about it? Well, when I was younger, I, I kind of had a rough childhood.
1: Like, it was very stressful and overwhelming. I went through a lot um, growing up even though I keep like a very good persona and like a personality, like I I did go through a lot of things. So like, honestly, those things that I went through kind of forced me to tap into myself and really just try to pay attention here and there. And then I'm paying attention to how other people cope with things. So it's like, it's more so like the self-awareness kind of that made me like gravitate towards my own mental health and then trying to just explore how the mind works and everything else. I kind of got like a little obsession with how hmm. the mind works and like the scientific process of how its influence and stuff like that so that's why i ultimately went to study mental health but when i was young, i didn't even want to be no counselor <laughs> okay so what did, what did little melissa want to be when she grew up i wanted to be a few things i wanted to be a third grade teacher teaching math that's very
0: <laughs> specifically specific. <laughs>
1: Not fourth grade, not first no, grade, No, I love the third grade. Third grade was so fun. Um, I wanted to be a teacher, but that was short-lived. Um, and then I wanted to be a veterinarian, but then I couldn't really take seeing sick animals. Uh, I'll cry. I was a crybaby. So uh, yeah, it <laughs> kind of shifted. Oh. And when I went to college, I I was still into how to mind work. So I was just like, you know, like, I'll just take up psychology and see like where it takes me. So
0: Awesome. Very cool. It's always cool to see kind of where we thought our lives were going to go. And then, you know, we look at what we're doing now Mm -hmm. and um, hopefully you're either on a path to what you want to do or for you, you're doing something that you're, you know, very passionate about, um, which is awesome. So I'm going to take a quick um, second here for anybody that is listening to this, maybe on Apple podcasts or Spotify podcasts, maybe you're listening on Bullhorn after we have live streamed we are actually live streaming this episode. So this is something new that we're doing um, here at Black Girls Have Anxiety 2. It's super exciting. Melissa is actually the second guest that we've live streamed. So um, I'm excited to keep doing this. Uh, I know that we've got some people in the chat, some people that have actually tuned in. Um, We've shared the link privately to our friends and family. Um, But moving forward, we will definitely be sharing it Um, out more on well i'll definitely be sharing it on our platforms hopefully melissa will come back um, in the future for another episode (laughs) but my goal is to make this as interactive as possible and to invite Mm -hmm. people to to the space that we've created so um shout out to steven veronica christine everybody that is tuned in to this episode um, feel free to share the link out if you have it Yes, um, yes, just... yes, share, share,
1: share. <laughs> um, but it? I did just
0: okay. want to give a little shout out to the people that did join in today for our live streamed episode. And then also, if you're listening um, after the fact, uh, make sure you follow along um, because there'll be more of this and you can come in. There's great features like we've got a chat feature. We've got mm-hmm. a question feature where we can kind of put questions up on the, you know, uh, basically on the screen. Um, and answer those kind of talk through them and then we have a call-in feature which is really exciting where you can actually call in you can be on video you can be on your phone um, mm-hmm. and you can chat with us ask questions um, but yeah we really just want to make this a really tight knit community and um, give everybody a chance to kind of like be involved so yes um, going back to our topic so we're kind of okay. really back in um, as far as you know, when you decided to get into psychology. So Mm -hmm. now you're um, starting to study psychology. You're in the courses. Was there any particular role models or like professors or anybody that, or maybe even other classmates that kind of inspired you?
1: It was more so, uh, no, I I went through it in um, undergrad
0: too.
1: Really? (laughs) Yeah, I had quite a struggle in undergrad. However, like that's why I was like, oh, Psychology is cool, but it's like I feel like I needed something more specific to folk to like focus in and I was interested in like wellness, but I was also interested in how the mind worked, but I didn't really have I didn't really have many role models that were mirroring mental health. It was more so community, more so community leaders or class classmates too like that were doing their thing (laughs) it kind of understood like we would bounce
0: ideas off of each other but aside from that no no yeah that's kind (laughs) of tough though and i sometimes i think nowadays how great it would not necessarily to have a role model but to have a mentor i think that's something that um i don't hear a lot of my friends have and it seems like there would be a great space maybe that's something we can collab on and maybe like you know, connect you with new people in in undergrad Uh that might need, you know, a mentor. We'll talk about that later, just throwing Mm -hmm. out ideas. But I think that kind of having a mentor would be Mm -hmm. at that stage, especially if you're coming from somewhat of like a, like a turbulent childhood, and then you're just kind of thrust into this whole new environment in college and going to courses and things like that and not necessarily having somebody you can talk to or that can kind of guide you outside of like your professors and stuff can be difficult like everybody needs that little extra bit of support yeah um so now you're in the mental health field um and how is there anything that you just didn't see coming when it came to working in the mental health field that you're like oh my gosh I wish I knew (laughs) Mm
1: -hmm. there are a few things that I'm gonna briefly mention but uh that that come to mind (laughs) um First things first, how the system is set up for even trying to provide mental health services and like just help people heal is not really a balanced system to begin with. So now I'm going into a crooked system, you know, like not really allow like not really allowed the freedom and creativity to really do what I wanna do to or get or we're not really having the tools or the resources fully, you know. Um, to do what we want to do. So it's like very limited. The system is very limited and the resources are very limited when it comes to mental health overall. Mm. And it's not really, I feel like it's a big stigma. Um, just talking about mental health and seeing a counselor in general, like people already come in with that stigma when they're coming to work with you. Um, so that just makes things a little bit harder. Um, and even when I'm just talking about mental health, like people, people automatically assume mental health is like, Mental health illness. No, mental health is the overall well being of your mental, like well being. It's like it can be in the positive, it could be struggling right now, but it's like overall everyone has mental health. Now, mental illness, everybody might not have, but that confusion right there, you see, like just that simple little word difference, like it's like, oh my gosh. But also needing a counselor and balancing everyone's things like people are pouring into you dropping and dumping and dumping and dumping. And then you're like, where do I go with this now? Aside from going to like a supervisor. Yeah. It's, you know, like, cause they're supposed to be able to consult you and be someone that you can turn to, but it's a lot when you're carrying someone else's weight. And if you don't really have a way to release, like it can it can get really heavy really fast, and yeah. that's not something I've been there, I've been burnt out a few times. It's not really somewhere I want to be again um and it's and it really I felt like that was a reminder to like just tap back into yourself because then you could get lose track of yourself trying to help people heal and not really tapping into yourself the way you tell other people to, you know yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah, you said some like really really great things I know. I think just being, like you said, just being able to first like understand that you are taking on a lot of weight from, like people are literally coming to you to dump, like you said. And it's like the most visual way you can describe that is just like dumping onto you. And like, if you literally don't put the weight down, you're just running around carrying. I just think of Erica Badu's bag lady and you're just carrying all these other bags and none of them belong to you. They got somebody else's name on it. <laughs> But here you are, you got sixteen bags on your shoulder. Yes. Oh the, I, and I, then your own bag, bag in the middle.
1: Bag lady. Oh my gosh. I just had the visual of the video in my head. Yes. <laughs> I was just bag like,
0: lady. Yeah.
1: <laughs> but yeah, that's what it feels like. And yes, I'm of course I'm here to catch whatever you need to dump to help you work through it. But it's just like after that, I need to be able to process that, not take it home. Um, not take it home, be able to leave it where it's at and just get through it myself and not really like soak in what I'm receiving from another person when they're going through what they're going through and that's that's hard you know like that's constant check-ins even if you're a professional it's like something you learn how to deal with better but it's like that's always gonna be a lot because people come nobody comes with the same thing like yeah the, the topics are common but like everybody comes with their own thing you don't really know what to expect when you're working with people so it's just like you really have to be mentally ready to. Carry that, and then be yeah. able to place it down gently. Yes, exactly. <laughs> place it down without, like you know, because then you don't want to be a mess in your work. Also, and then another thing that I see is um just this is probably the last thing because I've probably do about three things already. <laughs> That's okay. But, um, Keep coming. <laughs> but the disparities with uh pay and just like access. Mm-hmm. It's, like, really sad, actually. Like, even me finding a therapist for myself, like, it's not really much access to find affordable therapists. And mm-hmm. um, I had to learn that even insurance companies are, like, picky with who they decide to let work with them. You know, like, it's it's like, it's a whole bunch, it's a whole background to that. It's not just, oh, I can't find affordable therapists. My therapist got to be so expensive. Blah, blah, blah. No, It's not like, it's, it's deeper than that. And mm-hmm. that's what people need to understand and it's, I know like when you're in knee you're not really trying to understand that but that's what's going on insurance companies are like they're being I've seen I've heard of insurance companies even being racist to like black clinicians about like you know like not adding them to their to the network for coverage right. wow so, or like just um people are not like okay let's say a clinician works for a non-profit they're not really getting paid for mm-hmm. the work like we're put you're putting in so much work but the pay difference and the benefits that you're getting is not really balanced and then you're burned out and then there the the high what is it the high turnover and high stuff. Turnover. not really keeping you're not really keeping people qualified good people here mm-hmm. ready to do the job you're not really doing the things that you need to do to keep them there so they can work with the community and do what they need to do for the community it's like so many background things and I see that the only way people really get access is if, is if people start their private practice or do their own thing. And then, yeah, you have to pay out your pocket. But I feel like the quality, the quality of service will be so good. Um, mm-hmm. And then there's like there's like little programs here and there, but the pay disparities are like a big deal. And it's just like, okay, I want to help people, but I also want to get what I deserve. You know? Like, yeah, one hundred percent. So even and, and during the pandemic, especially. That's happening. It's a lot of that. Um, as you can see, like a lot of people are struggling mentally because it's a lot of uncertainty, a lot of changes, a lot of grief, and we're not really knowing how to deal with it. And yeah. that was more, and if society wasn't already enforcing mental health things, and that was more problems, like things are more of a mess, you know? So it's a it's a few challenges because it's just like you want to be able to work with people and help them as best as you can, but the system once again, I feel like just, it just goes back to the system. Everything just doesn't necessarily always work in your favor. And I see that sometimes. Yeah, I'm working harder. I'm trying to reach out to people. I'm doing free things, you know, like just to make sure that I can contribute to the healing of the community. And, you know, like sometimes that can be a lot too. And- yeah,
0: that's a heavy, that, that's a lot. I mean, and I think one thing that sticks out is the fact that, you are, you're put in this community to help everybody else and you yourself aren't getting what you need to sustain yourself. Like, and I think for me from the, you know, like I said, I'm not a mental health professional. I am just a person that wants to advocate for mental health, but for me, I'm on the other side. So I think oftentimes as I guess clients or patients mm-hmm. or have, have you want to frame that, but we don't always think about what you guys are going through Mm -hmm. on that it's not your job to really think about it so yeah it's not but i think from i think it's it i think to spread awareness even just you saying like look there are people that are mental health professionals that still aren't being paid what they're worth you Mm -hmm. know and they want to be in their communities they want to support their communities but they are still kind of like they have these roadblocks that shouldn't be there you know towards helping people. And it kind of shows that there, there is this system where, you know, this piece of the system of mental health professionals is kind of getting like beat up from one end while trying to like give healing to the other end. And that, that kind of trickles down and affects everybody because Mm -hmm. the higher turnover, like you said, you're probably not getting the most qualified people. Mm -hmm. And then you're also not paying them well. So they probably have, you know, maybe another job or, you know, they're trying to hustle and do other things. And everybody is affected
1: mm-hmm. by that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's, you said it you said it perfectly back to me. <laughs> you said it perfectly. But even thanks for understanding that because it's it's really hard, especially and then if you're black. Yeah. Over. Like it's, it's it's automatically hard. It's not over, but it's hard. Yeah. But, and I'm a woman, it's harder. Like yeah. so it's like it's like other things and it's like of course the normal things that I go through, like I'm it, I'm dealing with it in my field also. And then one more thing, as a, I'm not a social worker. I'm not an LMSW. I'm not any of, I'm not any of that. I'm a licensed mental health counselor. Mm -hmm. And even when I first started getting into the field, a lot of positions or anything would just post automatic. All they know is like social workers, um, social Mm -hmm. work, social work, social work. And it's like, we do similar, we can do similar things, but it's just like, those are not the only, you know, those are not the only professions that. Can cater to mental health so it's just like it's even harder when finding jobs and stuff because everything says social work social work we want social workers and it's like well there are counselors they're there, like in other fields so it's just like that's also a struggle that i've come across
0: yeah I, I mean i guess for any mental health professionals out there that might be listening you're not alone so mm-hmm. you know that i think i wonder what can be done to to help that but it is interesting like you said going to private practice i know the therapist that i was seeing for a while um i was paying out of pocket but she was she was great and but i i always wondered like oh i wonder why she's at her own well let me rewind when i first started seeing her she was a part of a bigger practice and then Mm -hmm. eventually she moved on and started her own practice and i always wanted to ask why but i don't think that was my business to ask my therapist why she shifted from Mm. one to the other but i think it's interesting and maybe good for any mental health professionals especially those that are just getting started or maybe having kind of like a a shift happening in their careers where they don't necessarily know where to turn or what new direction to take Mm -hmm. to try to reach new people and so it seems like what based on what you're saying private practice is sometimes um good option for that
1: it is it's more freedom um there's organizations are more like constricted with the funding from the city and stuff Mm -hmm. um or private private donations and stuff but like when you're doing private practice more creativity it's more like it's more freedom Mm -hmm. but whoever's in charge of that practice so if you're working for someone else's practice they're still going to be in control of it and a lot of um counselors go into their own practice so they can take whatever clientele they built with start their own um if they're really doing the work the first those people will want to come to whatever they're building and people do their own private practice to just have their own freedom to do what they want to do when it comes to providing services i know like i'm in the process of building my own um programs virtually and it's hard to create them so it's like right now i am trying to I am working here, 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 here until I can fully get my own thing established. So she yeah. could have been doing that on her own too. Like trying to establish yeah. her own before she fully jumped in. Yeah. But a lot of people do that too. Cause this is more freedom. Yeah. I, I want to be able to put myself in stuff. I want to mm. be able to put, contribute myself to what I'm, to the healing that I'm providing, like personalize it.
0: Yeah. I can't really do that a lot. Yeah. No, that, that definitely makes sense. And, so let's shift gears a little bit. I know obviously we, we connected and um, during our IG live, we talked a little bit about how our anxiety shows up for us. Um, this might be repetitive for us because we've, we've had similar conversation before, but like, how would you, we talked a little bit about how anxiety shows up differently for everybody. And mm-hmm. so that could be, um, how it shows up like within your body. It could be like, your heart is racing, could be your stomach's hurting or maybe like it could be you know your hands are shaking but what does it look like for you let's talk about it (laughs) yes what does anxiety Anxiety? look like okay
1: like i'm gonna set this home for y'all because i get anxiety every i'm a person i live with anxiety i'm an overthinker i am one of those people so I probably played off cool in front of people, but like I'm extra anxious. Um, I sweat. Yeah. Uh I, yeah. I noticed that as I got older, like I started to sweat more. Like, um, I get I get gut problems. Like, with I get stomach pain and anxiety pain in my stomach. And whenever I'm anxious, like I have to look out because if I'm really anxious, I'll get really sick.
0: And oh then, really
1: yeah and during the pandemic i had to really work through that because right before the pandemic started like i reached a point with my anxiety where i was just like really 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 sick every single day oh like, wow and i felt like my nervous system was kind of stressed out so mm. like when you when your body keeps reacting the same way it's like it gets used to reacting like that i realized and that's I, I feel like my body was kind of stuck on just overreacting and like being in sick mode all the yeah, time. Yeah, being sick mode. And it, it was just like, it was really, it was really bad. Um, and I lost a lot of weight and stuff like that. And so that's something that I still struggle with. Like I get morning anxiety. I think of my anxiety as like a little annoying friend that's really mm-hmm. trying to look out for you.
0: <laughs> like so they're doing too much. <laughs> yeah, like,
1: hey girl, be careful. This is coming up. Because you know, when you think of anxiety, you think of anxiety, like anxiety is basically... This warning that your body's trying to give you to basically prep prep you to be better prepared for what's to come. Um, and sometimes our bodies just do too much, like what you said, like too much, like are so you doing? <laughs> like, yeah, I feel like she just, she, sis, just pops up, like <laughs> she sticks sticks her head in and just be like, and just walks into the room like, uh, like somebody that was uninvited, like they mm. just barging in
0: to open your house like got the keys Say, so, I don't even know how you got the keys. Like that's how it feels. <laughs> that's how I, I got that is I'm so out. true. Just busting up in the house is. and yeah. coming and sitting down right next to me in my business and thinking, telling me all the ways everything is about to go wrong. Yeah, you're like, and I'm sitting hey, girl, here like I was fine two minutes ago, mm-hmm. and now I have fifty million thoughts in my head about how the one thing yeah. I'm doing is about to go wrong. Like that was that was me a little bit this morning, like prepping for. <laughs> <laughs> For this podcast like I I just didn't get the questions out as early as I wanted to I was up late doing them and then I was anxious about the questions I was writing and then I sent them to you and I was like oh my gosh Let, and I didn't I it took me a while to get to sleep because I was like oh my gosh I hope she sees them in the morning and then what if I sleep in and then she doesn't see them and then I have to text her, and then, that's no, I think we had a, a similar morning
1: I'm not even <laughs> allowed we had a, so I was just like okay uh okay what if i i know all of my i I know what i'm talking about but what if i don't know what i'm talking about today like that's that's what happens to me a lot when i'm yeah and i know that i'm worthy of i know that i, I know my stuff like yes. it, it yes. what i'm doing but like anxiety will make you feel like girl mm-hmm. you sure are are you sure? are you sure? like even when i'm going out like my anxiety would be like okay did i do everything okay but maybe i could fix that a little bit and i'll run out of time like i have anxiety that just pops up whenever uninvited we didn't yes. invite you yes so, but i had to learn how to listen i had to learn how to look at my anxiety as somebody that was separate from me not necessarily mm. defining me and who i am like i'm just somebody who this happens to but it's just like that's not me that's just yeah. a thought I, and that comes with the understanding of understanding that your thoughts are not you either. Like your thoughts are just thoughts and you can just yeah. pluck them away if they don't, yeah. make sense, you know,
0: and <laughs> that's, that's hard I, though. That yeah. takes practice to like, it does, learn, it does. like, okay, is that me or is that just an anxious thought that's just hanging out? Okay. It's an anxious thought. Okay. I can push it away.
1: Yeah. But you have to be ready to circle
0: back sometimes. Yeah, sometimes yeah, the same thought comes back like three minutes later and you're like, I thought we dealt with this. Why are you still here? <laughs> yeah, and and that happens to me
1: often, also. So it's like it's more so. I had to learn how to adopt better self-talk when those things come up, and just have another have me jump in like no, another another ballista like no, this is what we're focusing on. This doesn't make any sense. This is not helping me right now. This is stressing me out more. Like you yeah. know, like it's those things you got to say to yourself: Is this real? Is this even the truth? Yeah. What anxiety is telling me right now. And that's what I had to learn. And I also have chronic illness and chronic pain um, that in in my body. Mm -hmm. Um, I have like little things that I go through. So like my anxiety is also added to that from what I go Mm -hmm. through. Um, That really contributes to my mental health too. So like in the morning, I start my day off with anxiety. Like, it's just like, hey girl, it's like a morning friend that comes and visit me every day. And (laughs) I just, that's, uh,
0: it's, it's yeah, a, the uninvited <laughs> friend. I really like that. I really like that. And I know we have a few people listening. So if you're listening, go ahead and throw into the chat away if you experience anxiety. Um, and maybe you experience chronic anxiety, or maybe you experience like the healthy version of anxiety that doesn't show up in your front doorstep and only comes to you when your body actually needs it. Yeah. Um, but give us um some examples of ways that anxiety has shown up in your life. I'm always curious. Um, uh, I know. Every time I talk to somebody about their anxiety, I hear something new that I didn't know how anxiety, you know, anxiety could potentially show up for somebody. Mm-hmm. But um, I really love anxiety as the uninvited friend. And I'm really tempted to change the episode <laughs> name to anxiety, the uninvited friend, because I really like that.
1: Yes, that's um, what I had to tell myself because I'm not about to let everything make me feel bad about myself. No, that's yes. a separate. That's just separate. <laughs> it's like a friend that you kind of want to, a friend that you like, oh my God, you're so annoying, but then they're helpful in a way. But
0: yeah. They're, like they're
1: nice. They never mean yeah. to you. Right. They yeah. they
0: really mean they come well. With good intentions. Yeah. Yeah. But then they send you a text and it's like, why did you just tell me my day, mm-hmm. you know, this phone call is not going to go well. Mm-hmm. Because of this, up, that, and everything. the other reason. And it's like, they're not saying it to be hateful, but they're just like, hey, there's a possibility that this doesn't go well. And if it doesn't go well, these other 10 things may go wrong. Mm-hmm. I'm yeah. just saying. <laughs> and it's just like, I had to also learn how to
1: try to get myself out of that and ground and balance myself because I've gotten so much better. Because if you don't, like, you're just going to not also be present anymore. And you're yes. just gonna be so caught up in what could be or what's to come. And just like, honestly, we don't know the
0: future. So... Yeah, Honestly, you have to be present. Yeah, you got really to really be, be here
1: and here now and focus on what's happening right now, what I got to do right now. Yes. Take it
0: piece by piece, day by day. Mm-hmm. Seriously. That's all you can do. Well, let's talk a little, I know you said you have to find ways to ground yourself and um, a term that I like to use that um kind of gets thrown around sometimes is anxiety coping toolbox. So I, I will usually ask people like, what's in your coping toolbox? So for Mel- Melissa, for you, what are like five things five is a lot maybe three three things in a your things. anxiety co- coping toolbox and if you have more like please share
1: i had to write this down before we got on here because i was just mm-hmm. like you know like i want to I, I really need to think for myself what do i do for myself like i mm-hmm. tell a lot of people to do this and that or try this and that but like this is what works for me um so i have a few things yeah. um so i am just go through it but i'm no, I'm gonna keep flowing. I'm keep flowing. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but so when I think about my toolbox, and it doesn't have to necessarily be like a physical thing, but like you can also make a mental health a physical toolbox too. Um, mm-hmm. maybe we could talk about that another time. But in my toolbox, let's see, my toolbox contains a lot of self care, and I'm gonna get into it. Mm-hmm. Uh, my anxiety toolbox starts off with praying, okay? Um, because yes. I feel like when I'm able to just drop it to a higher power like it helps me like ease my anxiety um so i like to start off my day with prayers and you know throughout the day if i need it mm-hmm. um, i do that and that that's helpful because it helps me re- redirect my attention instead of just automatically starting my day being anxious no i'm starting yeah. my day off with this and i should be focused on what i'm praying about so
0: mm-hmm. you know like trying to be present when i'm praying too um yeah. I, I
1: love
0: like- that by the way like for me, I think for me, praying is something that I have to do. Like I can't go to sleep without doing. And sometimes, it, well, all the time, like I have to say that prayer and kind of go through and like pray for all of the people mm. that I love and like mm-hmm. kind of talk to God about my day. Mm-hmm. Not just me personally, but I realized that the nights that I have the worst sleep and I have, I wake up and I'm thinking about things are that- usually nights where I haven't ended In prayer Mm -hmm. and like being grateful about what's happened, but Mm -hmm. yeah, I love that. So, but But continue. I like like that you shared
1: that too because (laughs) I feel like even when I have a scary dream, like once I pray, like I feel like I've calmed. I'm able to calm down because I just put it, just put whatever was scary and bothered me out there, and just like now I'm able to breathe. Yeah,
0: then I can sleep better.
1: So I get you. Yeah, right (laughs) Right here. here. (laughs) here. (laughs) here. We had the same moment. You see, (laughs) black girls have anxiety too. (laughs) but another thing i like to do is affirmations and affirmations are great um i'm not i'm not the most consistent i I could do better i can honestly say that um i could do better with how consistent i'm doing my affirmations but affirmations are really good to program your brain reprogram your brain and redirect yourself to like saying messages to yourself um that you can constantly constantly say over and over and when you hear the same thing over, your brain starts to process it. You know, like, okay, mm-hmm. we said that before. You start to believe it. So yeah. those things are, affirmations are really helpful. And um, when I think about affirmations, your brain doesn't really know, like, what's future or not. Like So when you're saying yeah. it, like, it's going to take it as present. Mm-hmm. So, I love that. Like, so I try to do affirmations. I keep them by my door like just in case i woke out nope did you look at the affirmation no you see mm-hmm. yes. <laughs> i like to I love
0: that.
1: stretch in the morning i like to well, well i stretch throughout the day so if i don't get to do it in the morning even though i try to i'm trying to be more intentional about doing it before i wake up because i have chronic pain mm-hmm. and i know that, that could contribute to my anxiety um i try to stretch I try to be aware of my water intake and stay hydrated because when you're not hydrated, you know we're seventy percent water. So like, mm-hmm. if you yep. are, <laughs> if you are like just going with the flow, getting caught up, overwhelmed, and then you're being dehydrated at that, your body's gonna start malfunctioning. We're water. We need water. Mm-hmm. So like, I try to. I start my day off with water. I end my day. I wake up in the middle of the night and I drink water. Yeah, I'm a man. thirsty person.
0: Okay? Me too. But water
1: is- <laughs> Water is very important. So water, being aware of your water intake for each day. Um, I like to drink tea. With I like to be like consume herbs. Um, Mm -hmm. Hold
0: on, what's your favorite type of tea? My
1: favorite. I drink a lot of tea. Right now, I like to drink my ginger and turmeric tea, and it took me so many years to even like that. Uh, Really? Yeah, because I was like, "This is so nasty," but (laughs) now it's very earthy. Yeah, it, it. that's that's what it is the earth it's, er- it's the earthiness but mm-hmm. i like my uh i really like that i have this these teas that i buy from trader joe's and i like um they have this hibiscus red tea i like to focus on a lot of red teas okay. like i have red bases in them and a lot of detox um herbs in them so like to help
0: my body function a little bit better yes but- i love tea too like i'm i stay I'm a tea on girl. Tea all day i usually have a cup of tea but i'm very dehydrated right now so yeah i have my water water
1: and i'm (laughs) dying of thirst today i don't know
0: same same (laughs) Um,
1: but i like to do my teas my herbs i try to take like supplements and vitamins you know just to make sure like i'm on it with my intake because i know like when i'm anxious sometimes i could be off with my eating sometimes you know like Mm -hmm. if my mood is off if i'm in like a more depressed state like I know it could throw off the things that I would normally do. So like, I just try to make sure I'm doing those things consistently yeah. every day. And I like to start my day off with that. So I know at least, okay, I'm getting up, I'm drinking my water. I'm doing this before, I, when I go to the yeah. bathroom, you know, like before I do anything else, I'm doing those things. Yeah. Another thing that's helpful is, um, I use calendars to do yes. this. Yeah. Alexa, journals, everything yes. that can give me a reminder. We're at the, we're getting older. I'd be forgetting uh, so many things.
0: Same. Oh, Alexa, see, Alexa's always listening. See, that's why I'm, I don't do Alexa because she listens all the time. If you guys are listening right now and you yeah. can't hear it, Alexa is talking to Melissa because she heard her name and now she thinks she's on the podcast. I don't know what's going on. <laughs>
1: she's talking about, actually, we were talking about doing a daily uh, affirmation good.
0: See, you know, robots. Robots are coming soon. Yeah, and I don't don't need. I don't need. Yeah, we're gonna (laughs)
1: that's another episode. I don't need that right now. But (laughs) I really don't. But like being able to like just jot things down and see a visual is really Mm -hmm. helpful. My for my anxiety. Like I'm a big if my friends like if they're on here they know like I'm a big post-it note person. Like I like to write notes to myself. I like to use every calendar. Uh, I like to write lists. Like those things give me structure. It helps soothe my anxiety and help me get like a better, like just help me feel like I got a better grasp on what's to come because I'm writing it out and I'm like able to see. Okay, I gotta do this. So now I'm mentally able to like prepare a little bit better. Yeah. And then I
0: also it kind of takes it, it kind of takes it out of your brain as like something that you're worried that you'll forget. That's how I I because I use lists. I love a calendar. I have a calendar separate for each email. And like my job during the day is a project manager. So it's a lot of like to-do lists and planning and things like that. But I think for me, like the anxiety, when it comes to my anxiety, if I have taken it and put it it as like a reminder on my phone or I've like put it on my to-do list, then I know, okay, I don't have to think about that anymore because I Mm -hmm. trust myself that when the reminder goes off, I'll be like, oh, okay, I'm doing that now. Yeah.
1: Reminders are helpful because I'll I'll use lists and then forget to look at the list. So it's like, you know, this is why I got hugged. (laughs) Telling me what to do because I will write the list. If I don't put the notes or something somewhere to help give myself a reminder, it'll slip on mine too. So it's just like, just getting it out your head and putting it somewhere, like that's so helpful. Yeah. But I need the visual too. Yeah. So um, journaling and writing also like is really helpful whenever it's on my, like I could be a little bit more consistent with that, but like I'm a person, I would rather write something out um, mm-hmm. with my hands and a pen of paper. And I would rather do that. Cause you know, journaling allows you to reprocess your thoughts. Instead of just having them running amok on a mental playground, you can mm-hmm. get them out onto a paper, see them, organize them, try to put patterns together. Okay, where are these thoughts coming from? Like, you know, like, <laughs> It's, it's a lot you can do once you get your thoughts out your head and, like, get into journaling. So, yes, and just, yeah, like, utilize utilize those things because your brain is not, your brain is only meant to take, to hold this so much at a time, I see, that I had to learn, like, no, like, this is what paper is for. Like, no. Yeah. <laughs> so we're going to do this. <laughs> exactly. There's nothing wrong with a little note. Yeah. <laughs> Another thing that I really, really had to learn how to do is deep breathing exercises. Um, mm-hmm. I used to commute to my last job really far. Um, and if people are listening to this from New York City, you know like commuting from borough to borough is kind of overwhelming and stressful. So I had to do that morning and evening. Mm. And you come across so many people, so many mixed energies. Mm, yeah. I'm sure. Yeah. Ooh, and that's I a very was, nice
0: way to put it. Yeah, like,
1: you <laughs> know, yeah, I'll I come across each borough in New York City, for example, like, is a different energy, I feel like, so.
0: And all those energy, all those energies combine to make New York City.
1: But...
0: Shout out to all the New Yorkers, the New Yorkers uh, to- in, the, in the chat and that are listening. <laughs> uh, but basically, like, I had to learn how to
1: do deep, deep breathing exercise because I realized that I would have, like, little, little anxiety bouts, like, at work or before work or on the train, like, it's it, it, it was just too much for me. So, like, I, I had to start, like, closing my eyes and taking deep breaths, hearing, like, a few of them, three to five. I told myself, Melissa, do at least three to five deep breaths, close your eyes, and just focus on your breathing. Mm-hmm. And that really calms my nervous system down. And anxiety could run rampant if you allow your nervous system to also run rampant. So you have to find ways to calm your nervous system. Yes. So the breathing gives your body oxygen and allows your nervous system to just be like like Mm. okay because when you're when you're like in high what is it when you're like in high action when your nervous system is like in high action it's like it's like i I think about it like as a computer malfunctioning like when it's too much and, Mm. and your computer freezes like that's how i feel like our brains are acting sometimes when you're just, when it's just too much going on mm-hmm. and sometimes you do need to find a release or something yeah. so like deep breathing is one way to do a release i breathe in through my nose mm-hmm. and i breathe out through my mouth mm-hmm. so like i'm using i'm trying to be conscious of like that and then when i'm breathing in i'm just like i'm hold i'm doing it slowly i'm holding it in and i'm breathing it out slowly like i'm mm-hmm. not rushing the deep breathe the deep breath And then also living in New York City, but not limited to living in New York, we rush everywhere. So I feel like, and along with getting caught up with your life, like you don't breathe properly. We don't take full breaths. We're rushing our breathing. We don't stop and like just allow ourselves to take in oxygen and stuff like that. And so when I'm able to do my deep breathing exercises, I'm able to be aware of my breathing. I'm like, no, I deserve to breathe like yes. i really say that to myself like I, you deserve to breathe girl like stop take the breath mm-hmm. now i'm present and i'm able to calm down because I'm, I'm honing into how i'm breathing mm-hmm. and we just be always on the go always on <clears> the <throat> go and we never even breathe right yeah so that's another thing
0: yeah and
1: i so i don't know if you do deep deep breathing exercises but if you don't it's
0: helpful it's so helpful it's so helpful and I think when I think early on when I was I've mentioned this a couple times before but early on when I figured out what like that I had anxiety and kind of Mm -hmm. started recognizing it for what it was excuse me a friend of mine taught me how to do deep breathing exercises because she had anxiety and I had nobody had ever taught me how to do that and I realized oh my gosh I I can go like a whole day I feel like without taking a really deep breath like a like just that alone just kind of like eases your nervous system and if nobody has ever prompted you to do that or you haven't Mm -hmm. taken time like I started when I started doing it um my friend kind of taught me um a couple exercises, and then I used it. I used a lot of guided meditation. So I would end my night I like with guided things. meditation, and that helped my sleep tremendously because I didn't realize I was still taking these short, like, emergency breaths as I was trying to go to sleep. So my body's still in, like, go mode, and I'm trying to go to sleep. So it's trying mm-hmm. to match your energy of what you're trying to do, which is, like, whether it's sleep or relax or just get mm-hmm. through walking down a busy street and not kind of yeah. like panicking. Mm-hmm. breathing is a way that for a tool that you can actually use to kind of to control your nervous mm-hmm. system essentially mm-hmm. when now, it feels out of control yeah and now i breathe everywhere
1: yeah <laughs> i debrief for everything if i gotta go stand on a line in the store i'm like like i yeah. do, I gotta do that if i gotta go get covid tested i gotta go do that mm-hmm. if if i gotta go to the post office mm-hmm. i uh, deep breathe. If I'm about to, if my cat does something that gets me tight, I have to take a deep breath. If I feel like yeah. I want to smack somebody, you know, like mm. people get you mad. You got to deep mm-hmm. breathe. Especially like, in New York. Yeah. So I'm just <laughs> like, I had to really learn how to incorporate that into my life. Um, yeah. And it allows, it's allowing myself to breathe right and allowing myself that little bout of self-care. That even breathing is self-care. Taking a deep yes. breath, that's practicing self-care. So you don't have to do drawn out things to have yeah. coping tools like that's something as simple as just breathing like yes something we normally do that's something you deserve
0: yes one hundred percent one hundred percent exactly yes you owe yourself and I have a few more I don't know yes okay I'm a, I'm I'm gonna stop I'm you real quick because I know that we've got a lot of people in the chat which yes, is exciting. Let's um, see the exciting. Yeah so shout out to Christine um I know I'm a little bit behind on this one um but she talked um she basically said that she definitely had anxiety this year when she was working um in grade school or mm. and in grade school <clears throat> excuse me um i always think it's interesting when we look back and we see like how much anxiety we had as children mm. that's super interesting but she says i would be at work and i would start feeling overwhelmed which would cause me um 10 i'm not sure what I, th- I might be reading that wrong um, mm. she said she realized it was about feeling out of control like one hundred percent. That's a lot of, that's a lot of anxiety. Is it just giving you yeah. this feeling that you don't have control of your environment, or even worse, you don't have control of your body, which I think mm-hmm. is way worse than not having control of your environment.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, that's a feeler for me. I, I don't like to not be in control, especially when things are happening and you're overwhelmed. You like you yes. want to get control of something to make you feel a little bit better, like and get more. Back on the mat with stuff. So it's just like, I get it. I totally feel
0: yes. that feeling out of control feeling. Yes, 100%. And oh, then yes. Roberta said, Mel, I love your glasses. Mel does have really cute glasses on. Today. Thank you. Thank Nails you. are cute. Hair is cute. You know, thank you. <laughs> I love I know it. I don't have the best quality camera right now, but it's on okay. my
1: computer.
0: It's still glowing. It's okay. It's all
1: right. <laughs> <laughs> thanks. Thanks, everyone, for sharing. I'm seeing everyone's comments. Thanks for joining.
0: Oh, that's okay. Um,
1: she added something to her comment.
0: Yeah, she did. Okay, she said, sorry, her phone was messing up. It's all good. Technology is Fine. a whole thing yeah. nowadays, so it's all good. But um, she just came back and said um, when she was in grad school working full time, she would feel overwhelmed and start feeling out of control, which would cause her um, to go to the office, go to her office and isolate herself. Um, mind you, she's um, she's a high school social worker. Shout out to you, because that Ooh, uh, we might have to get you on the show. Yeah, we, days, we that alone, I mean, I think just going back to Melissa, I'm sure that you have a lot of cups to fill. You have a lot of um, you know, getting that image of the I'm not calling you a bag lady, but I'm getting the image of like you having to carry um children that are growing into young adults at such a uh, like a tender age mm-hmm. of like these kids that are going through hormones and they're in high school and then social media and then they're trying to like graduate and then they're trying to have friends or maybe they don't I mean there are so many different factors to that so shout out to you for being um somebody that is working in schools um, helping our children helping the next generation Mm -hmm. that can't be easy so shout out to you um Everybody goes through anxiety everywhere. (laughs) Even people that are social workers, even people that are, you know, mental health counselors. Um, By the way, since you guys are in the chat, um, let us know if you have anything in your anxiety coping toolbox. I know Melissa has a few more that she's going to tell us about, but if you have any, go ahead and shout them out in the chat. um, And then we can shout them out to our listeners.
1: Yes. I want to see what
0: you're doing. Yes, me too.
1: (laughs) Anxiety is something, something, something. (laughs) But I also mentioned a few in already, mm-hmm. too, like the positive self talk and the, oh yeah, and she's
0: been going through them, going through like really great ones, the deep breathing, um, affirmations, and but I know you said you had a couple more, so like yes. I would love to hear what else you have.
1: So I'm gonna go back. Um, I'm gonna mention the positive self talk. Um, when I talk about positive self talk, also like having the discernment to see what's reality and what's facts. Um, so I mentioned like, okay, I asked myself, is this helping me or is this stressing me out more? Because you also have to question, mm. you have to question the anxiety. Like you have to, don't let it, don't let anxiety bolster you around be Like, what are you here for? What are you mm. trying to say? Are you getting on my nerve? Um, or is this like based on facts? Like, is this something I should take with, I should focus on? And I just, I try to do that. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: Yeah, it will
1: take you everywhere if you if you're not able to like try to discern. And sometimes it is hard because like anxiety will just keep going. But like yeah. you really have to look. okay, is this helping me? Is this in my control? Can I control this? If this is out of my control, is having all of this anxiety even gonna help me? Like is this it's not gonna change the situation? So like what am I stressing myself? Like it, it's stressful, I can't change it. Let me move on to something I could control. Yes, um, yes. something else that's getting me anxiety that I could control. Let me see what I can do, what plans I could put in, and then I try to do it like that one by one
0: mm-hmm. um,
1: and that's been helpful for me, just trying to be proactive with my discernment
0: about my own thoughts yes, <laughs> uh-huh. yes. I love that, and Chrissy said snaps. Mel, say a lot of for the people in the back. So yes. we definitely have some people that um completely agree with that. I love that positive self-talk. Yeah, just being aware is super important. If you're
1: not telling yourself, you, you really nobody else is gonna be there to tell you those things either. Like so you mm-hmm. have only yourself to tell yourself those things. So
0: mm-hmm.
1: positive self-talk and thinking about what I could control and not control and then taking the next steps to do that. Sometimes I sit in the shower and just let yes. hot water run on me. Honestly. Yes. Water always makes me feel good. Um, sometimes I'll go sit outside. Well, if the weather's nice, like or I'll go for a walk and get fresh air. Fresh air always helps me. Um, I take a lot of naps. Uh I mm-hmm. sleep. I like to sleep. I like to play with my pet cat. For some yeah. reason she's not bothering me right now yeah. as I expected her to, but she's hiding <laughs> somewhere. Um I like to do like give myself a creative release. So if that could be oh, doing makeup, cool. that could be making Self care yeah. products. Oh, that means trying yourself, to the yes, conversation again, trying, and it's like we're on we're on headphones, like, right? Like... Yeah. Uh,
0: so Alexa, whether it be
1: self making self care <laughs> products, using self care yeah. products. Um, I love to dance, so I dance a lot at home, and I just try to utilize the ways to relieve my own tension. When I think about anxiety, I think about tension, I think about worry, thoughts and physical changes. So I try to see what I could cater to in those realms. So releasing movement. Movement allows you to release energy. So I try Mm -hmm. to do that. Um creativity allows you to have a expressive release. So I try to explore that and do things that make myself happy. And then just sometimes knowing when to take a break. You have to know how to take a break. Um because I also realized that I was always on go, always on go, always on go. And my anxiety was just like girl like They trying to get me the one and I'm not listening. Mm -hmm. So you got to know when to stop.
0: (laughs) Yes. Yes, you really do. And I love that you like talk about dance and using some sort of creative outlet. Um, I think that's also something as adults, we don't don't always tap into unless we're like at a party or maybe like we're out at a friend's like, you know, barbecue or something, or maybe we're at a wedding and that's when we choose to dance. Like, I feel like, And I've had a couple guests on that have kind of said that echoed the same thing where they're like, we, we owe it to ourselves to like experience this joy, uh, that dance and like being creative, even if you like are drawing and it's not pretty, like it doesn't, it's just about getting the energy out, moving it around, get moving your body around and giving your brain different types, different ways to release. And it's for yourself. Like you don't have to compare whatever creative or art
1: realm that you decided to choose for that day to release you don't have to sit here and compare okay well it don't look like that you know you not been we not bingo it's okay like and that's okay and maybe (laughs) you
0: are and you didn't know it and maybe you
1: are (laughs) I definitely be following Bob Ross (laughs) (laughs) and I'll be thinking that I'm I'm, up down with him too so like maybe you are but like you don't need to compare yourself to nothing. Just do it for the release. If it makes you happy, yeah. if it makes you feel better, you just do it. And that's what I do. I don't compare my, I had to stop comparing myself. Um, and I also reach out for to my support network, whether it be a counselor or my friends. I know yeah. that my friends are not professionals. Yeah, I'm the professional, but like, it's only so much you could bring to your friends also yeah. or your family. They're not professionals and they're dealing with their own stuff. So... You want to make sure that, okay, if it's too heavy, like, okay, I'm stepping up the support system and seeing where I can seek out additional help that's more so professional, where a person I know that they could deal with it, as opposed to me being unsure if my friend can handle this, I'm going to still bring it to you because you should be aware of what's going on with me as a friend. Um, But I don't want to, I had to learn over time, like as I grew up, like how to know when to dump and Um, ask permission but Mm -hmm. utilize my support networks but also like have boundaries with my support networks Um, yes
0: yes it's a good
1: balance have boundaries with myself knowing when not to overshare or okay when to only seek help and overshare to this person a counselor is getting paid to not judge me so (laughs) So, a counselor is getting paid to hear me talk and run yeah. on with my problems so you know like your friends are not getting paid for that Yeah, they're there for support but like lean on them but don't use them for everything make yeah. them aware because that they're there to support you yeah. as you should be there to support them but they also have their own lives so utilizing your support network catering to your senses all of those things i could go on yeah. forever so- i love
0: it i love all of that i love that you brought all of that up and i know that our listeners that are tuned into this live episode have um taught have commented a few ways that they also a few things in their own coping toolboxes. So Roberta says that she does body and spa masks. Ooh, I love that. Um oh, nice. candles, lotions, shout out to uh natural essentials. So we're about to get into that in just a few minutes. Um but yeah so I I'm all about those. One thing I do actually in the shower, when I shower at night, I close the door, I light a candle, oh. and I turn off the lights. So yes! that for me, and I make sure like after I leave the shower, the lights in my in my room are dim. That's a new thing mm-hmm. I've started, like just I want to say the past maybe six or seven months, but it it, it just helps me wind. I don't down. know, it just helps me wind down. Yeah. You know, like I turn on my music, I have my candle, the the room, the bathroom is completely dark, and it's just a very calming thing for me. But yeah, shout out to I Roberta. Love I love that. those. And then Veronica says, making sure she goes to sleep, stress free. Yeah. Including falling asleep to meditation, ASMR, mm-hmm. etc. ASMR? Is, yeah, love, See, I'm not into that. ASMR, but it's interesting. I could see how it is calming to some people. Um, it triggers something in your brain to feel like soon. it triggers something, and
1: something is released. So it's it's doing something, but it's, it's like still niche. It. Yes, <laughs> it's like the niche you're interested in. So yeah.
0: So if you if you if anybody's listening and you haven't if you if you haven't really thought about uh ways to cope cope with your anxiety i hope you have a few more ideas after today and i also hope that um if you haven't tried any of these give them a try not everything works for everybody Mm -hmm. um and yeah just reach out and listen to more episodes (laughs) but there's a lot of different ways to cope with your anxiety um we are going to get into the mind game segment really quickly. And then we actually have a question. So we're going to get into that next. Um, and then we're going to find out all the fun things that Melissa's doing. So we have a mind game segment. This segment is basically the time where I am going to describe a mental uh, mental health disorder. Great. Now, if you're listening and you're listening live, you can throw your ideas of what you think it is into the chat. Of course, if you're listening, um, you know, on Spotify, Apple, wherever you're listening to this, um, you can take a guess and see what it is. And then I'll tell you what it is. So, um, today's mental health disorder, I'm going to go ahead and read the definition. Um, this syndrome is characterized by the belief that one's hand has its own life and doesn't belong to oneself. Individuals experiencing this syndrome have normal sensation in their hand, but feel that their hand is autonomous. People with this syndrome may personify the limb as a separate entity. The unaffected hand is under the individual's control, while the affected hand has its own agenda. This syndrome may occur in individuals who have damage to the corpus callosum, which is a region of the brain. Uh, mm-hmm. which connects two cerebral hemispheres of the brain. Other ca- causes include stroke and damage to the parietal lobe. The hands then appear to be in intermanual conflict or idiomotor apraxia, meaning they act in opposition to one another. Mm-hmm. So if anybody wants to take a guess, let me know uh, what th- what category... Uh, this disorder falls under. Yeah. Ooh, hold on. Let me. Let me go back to my source and see if I can get an answer for you. Um. <clears throat> yes, because the
1: DSM like sorts them out by the type of disorder, so you can find them easier. Yeah, oh, I need yeah. to go find that
0: too. Where's my DSM five? <laughs> <laughs> um. Let me. See. Let's see what is, what is. I, feel like I know what she's talking about. Um, the article that I found it on, I found it. Uh, it's just under ten rare mental disorders. So I'm not sure what part of the DSM-5 that it's in. But I'll give you guys a few more seconds if you want to take a guess, you can. Um, next time I will be more prepared. Now that I need to know which part of the DSM-5 it's coming <laughs> under. <laughs> um. <laughs> Alien hand syndrome. Good job, Chrissy. I need to get a little applause button on here. But yes. the syndrome is actually called Alien Hand Syndrome. And so it's um I found it. The name of the article, and I also throw the article re- as a reference in the uh description. It's an article by Concordia St. Paul University. Um, the article is called 10 <laughs> Rare Mental Health Conditions. So I had never heard about that. Um, yeah. She cheated. She birth. said she cheated. <laughs> and She said, I have the DSM 5 for Dummies PDF.
1: I have that too. Any, I have a book called DSM for Dummies. Really? Like, broken down easy. DSM made easy. So I can understand because sometimes books are written too wordy to me. Yeah. Honestly, just break it down as simple as possible. Yeah. I don't have time for that. So okay. I, I feel you like
0: So good job. <laughs> um, Roberta says she cheated, but good job, Chrissy. <laughs> Chrissy says she gives it to Google. Um, yeah, that is that great. is over. That sounds like
1: <laughs> I overthought it, too, because I was thinking um, I was thinking of a disassociative um, disorder,
0: Ooh.
1: like where you sometimes have out of body experiences. I'm like, are they trying to look at their hand as a something that's separate from their like body, separate. like their body is separate from them mentally? I think
0: I was overthinking it too. Yeah, <laughs> That's okay. So if anybody wants to look into it more, again, I'll have the link in the description, but the name of the syndrome is alien hand syndrome. Um, <laughs> so Melissa, we've got a few questions from okay. um, our listeners here. So I am actually going to bring one up. We'll just spend a couple minutes on this because Melissa's got some fun things that she's going to tell us about um, pulling up the uh, questions. If you're watching on bullhorn by the way, whenever we live stream episodes, you can watch them later on Bullhorn. Um, of course, you can always listen to the episodes on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Shameless pr- plug, uh, right there. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> I didn't even see. I didn't even know it was going to be
1: streaming there. So that's that's very helpful. Yeah. people yes. have more access to that. So that's that's excellent. Yes. yes. And if you're
0: on Bullhorn, or I'll tell you more about this later, but you know, you can always watch us on. You'll be able to watch us on Bullhorn. Mm-hmm. Um, Chrissy J, sh- her question is, um, she says, my therapist just told me to research seven types of rest. Have you heard of that? And if so, how can it help us? Yeah, wh- when I think about
1: the different types of rest, mm-hmm.
0: it's not something i will be like, oh,
1: let's, let's look up this type of rest. But I I think about when I break down self-care mm-hmm. and I break it down into different parts of my life were like emotional well-being um spiritual well-being physical i break it down like that i think that's what your um your therapist is trying to say they're trying to say okay look at your life try to break down the different corners so spiritually emotionally work like and see wherever you need rest in those realms like or break so it's like when i let me look at what i wrote down yeah and
0: i've i pulled up um thanks to dr yes (laughs) yes yes see you're pretty much on point
1: (laughs) physical rest like knowing when to chill out Mm -hmm. mental rest giving yourself a mental break and just just unplugging from everything that needs you to just constantly be on go with your brain social rest when you need to take a break from people Mm -hmm. okay i've taken a long break from people during this pandemic (laughs) So that's also a different type of rest. A spiritual rest, like, I feel like I that's something for you to assess, like, spiritually where you are, mm-hmm. um, to see what you can fall back from or what you need a little bit more. Um, when I be thinking about emotional rest, like, emotion, like, your emotional state also needs a break, like, sometimes. So, like, if it's something that's always, like, got you on goal emotionally, maybe you need, might need a break from now, or you might need to set some boundaries in those realms, per se to see where you can take rest and when. Mm-hmm. Um and creative rest, like for me, like that's something I identify with. Like sometimes my mind is always on go. Um I, I wanna make this. I want to do this. I want to do this. I want to do this. It's okay to chill out sometimes, you know. Yeah. And just focus, and just focus <laughs> on what I already got going on. Yeah. I don't need to I don't need to start this and this and that. And this is like I'll be so super some of us could be super ambitious and always want to create and this and this and that, but you got to know when to step back and take a chill pill. Mm. So I guess I I feel like that's what your therapist is trying to talk about. Like getting more niche specific into different realms of your life and seeing where you might need a break from.
0: Mm. Um, Because
1: just looking at it overall might be like a lot to process. So we break it down into those realms. It's a little bit more easier to
0: pinpoint. Oh, I like that. that. That was a great question. That was a great question. Yeah.
1: I try to, when I do uh, workshops with students and stuff like that, like I do self-care workshops, I give people like a self-care wheel and the self-care wheel also is broken down into different realms of your life too. So you can see where you need to focus, where you need to include more self-care, you know, certain things like that. So that also might be helpful, Chrissy, like revisiting, revisiting our self-care wheel, especially as a, as a like a, by, like as a social worker like revisit that one for you for that you might be helpful. Yes.
0: Yeah. yes i love that um thank you chrissy uh we've got one more question from question. veronica let's see veronica says um this is for melissa can you touch on some unhealthy ways to deal with anxiety i know sometimes we find something that works for us but don't realize it can actually be detrimental oh that's a great question hmm. that's a that's a really good question I
1: I could I could name a few things. Uh, One, oh when like I I made I feel like I included this in a YouTube video I made. Um but I was talking about more so trying to recognize, for example, seasonal depression and like how when you're starting to get triggered by certain things, like you'll exhibit certain behaviors. So like I think about eating. Sometimes when we're anxious, like it's either we'll eat too much Mm. or we won't eat enough and now we're under eating. I know, like, in the last few years, like, i struggle struggled with under-eating. Um, but then in the past, I've struggled with overeating. So it's just, like, it's an up-and-down thing. So, like, paying attention to how much you're eating and what you're grabbing when you're going through mm. those anxiety bouts, like, just trying to be more intentional about what you're eating and how often you're eating. If you're not eating enough, like, really try to at least incorporate little snacks here and there. I had to learn how to do that. Um, I had to work, I had to start working with a nutritionist every few months actually, because it was like really bad. Um, but like the eating habits could get out of control. Um, drinking too much coffee.
0: Like you only drink like two cups of coffee a day. Oh my gosh. That's one that, that (laughs) I don't think people talk about enough. I know me personally, when I was in college, I played basketball all through college. And so I was on go from 5am to like 11 o'clock at night every day. And I probably would drink three or four cups of coffee throughout the day. And then when I moved off campus, I had a coffee cup. So, you know, I make my coffee oh there. My then I go to campus and eat, drink Starbucks. And then, you know, I stopped by Starbucks again later on that day. And I go to dining hall. And so I trashed my digestive system because or my stomach because my stomach was like, it's too much caffeine. So it's had long-term effects for mm. me. So for anybody that's downing tons and tons and tons of coffee, just understand that. For one, it, peak, it it just triggers your anxiety. Not Maybe this is not for everybody, but this is for me. Caffeine it does. makes my anxiety it, it more out of control. And it makes it harder for me to regain control of like, okay, this is my anxiety. Let me like compartmentalize it to a certain degree and like move on with my life. Mm-hmm. So for me, I drink decaf now. I also have some other health stuff going on. So I really can't mess with caffeine anymore. But just being mm-hmm. aware, like, are you drinking a lot of black tea? Even things like kombucha, depending on, like, it may have a lot of caffeine in it. Um drinking too much caffeine. Drinks. Yeah,
1: too much caffeine is... Yeah,
0: it's overloaded. So if you're pe- telling your body to, like, peak... Because that's what caffeine is doing. It's peaking your energy and then just dropping you down. So if you keep drinking it and now you're peaking your your... What's the word, Melissa? You are... Caffeinated, and you're like on the sh- caffeine high, and then yes. you're for hours. It's,
1: it's an addiction, too. So, yeah, it's, it's actually something I had I learned in my addictions grad program when I back then, when I before I went to grad, before I went to do my master's, I learned about addictions and caffeine, gambling, all of those things can like turn into something unhealthy very fast if you don't have a grass on it and you're always turning to it, like mm. for something to ease you, you know, like, like a blanket. Or something Mm -hmm. like coffee is like a blanket in a way. Like it can energize you, but too much, it can also
0: dehydrate you.
1: And it goes back to staying hydrated, like not drinking enough water, drinking too much coffee, you now you're dehydrating yourself.
0: Yeah. So 100%. But
1: yeah, and I like to drink tea. I'm not really a coffee person, so (laughs) I like to drink tea, but I had to also calm down with how much caffeinated tea I was drinking at one point too, because the black tea was crazy. Like the, the breakfast tea, the. Earl like,
0: Grey. Earl
1: Grey. I love Earl Grey though. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, but yeah, that, it has an addiction component to it. So it's just like, you really got to, I had a coworker one time. She told me she drank six, six cups of coffee before 2 PM. I was like,
0: oh my girl, goodness. please. Yeah. Like, girl. And coffee <sighs> takes a long time, especially if you're not drinking a lot of water to help yes. your system filter it. Yeah. If you're drinking coffee, it is like squeezing, I think it's your kidneys, it's making your kidneys work so hard. And then if you're not drinking enough water to help flush it, it's just sitting in your system. So, mm-hmm. you know, you're, you know, if you're doing that six cups of coffee by two, and then it's now nine o'clock at night and you're ready to go to sleep. Well, that co- that caffeine is still lingering in your body. And now you have you insomnia. Sleep. Yeah, And it's really because you just been hyped up.
1: <laughs> yeah. All day you just ready to go. Yeah. Um, another thing that I, that I think about is just like, when you're having anxiety, you will get caught up I'm going back to the self the, the, the self-talk again. You could get really critical of yourself mm. and over criticize yourself and get caught up into that and then negative self-talk could become a habit just like that if you're struggling with your anxiety, like and I I've dealt with that, so like I know like where it can take it can just keep taking you further and further and further. and, further, and you really have to reintroduce learning how to like control how much you talk negatively negatively about yourself yeah at this okay. time when you're struggling with anxiety right yeah or anxious
0: thoughts definitely right? well veronica that was a great question i don't think we've i don't think i've ever asked that question i think that's a great awesome question thank you to everybody that has tuned in to this episode whether you're listening now or you're live uh with us now on bullhorn but melissa tell us i know you've so like melissa said earlier she's a she does um professional or she does makeup professionally she also has uh i'm gonna let her talk go ahead melissa shout give so us give please. us a shout out <laughs> so um i'm not i'm a mental health professional i'm a licensed
1: mental health counselor mm-hmm. i like to do like workshops i do counseling services i like to i'm also i also do mental health education for an app um mm-hmm. where i and- classes every week um, so, I like to do that to help people just learn about mental health. Um, I'm an entrepreneur. I have a shop, a very intentionally created shop to cater to people's self care in different realms hair, beauty, home, aromatherapy. I have a little bit of everything to cater to it, and everything is intentionally made specifically with people's healing in mind. I'm not just throwing a bunch of products together. Like, I'm legit, like, just researching what can help soothe people you know like little things like that i'm taking it down to a t like that and i'm very intentional with i include in my ingredients and where can people where can people um find these products they can find it on my website yes. um, so natural real essentials so it's a play off the word natural but mm-hmm. i put natural real um instead of it being natural i added an e before the a um so natural real essentials.com That's my website. And I also have a page on Facebook and Instagram, um, social media, if you would like to follow those platforms. I post a few things. I also post like events that I may be a part of there. But like I have, I have like now I've grown over the pandemic. I'm almost, I'm two and a half years old with my business. Almost congratulations. That's awesome. And I believe so. Beautiful. Uh, But, I have so many products now um i have like oh like 20 something products now so it's like i feel like there's something for everyone doesn't matter how you identify like there's something that you could find to cater to your healing on my website so
0: please I check that it. out yes <laughs> and are you um if somebody is looking for a mental health counselor are you taking new patients is that something that at the moment i
1: am not taking okay. um i'm trying to get some things worked out but i do have a blog where I posted a whole resource link full of ways to find a counselor. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't, I'm not sure where I can share that, but I, if you follow my platform, I have two platforms. I have my business platform, Natural Essentials, and another play on words, Naturalista Beauty, um, mm-hmm. that I had the live before mm-hmm. on. Um, I have my blog link there where you can find a bunch of resources, how to find a therapist, and it's very black and brown people friendly. So mm-hmm. LGBTQIA friendly also. So there's things, it. there's apps listed that I put there. There's apps, there's support groups, there's hotlines. And then there's websites that you can find counselors directly that I try to put for people. I'm in the process of also trying to do one for parents. Um, I'm trying to rebuild another lister for that. Um, another um, resource page for that. Um, That's in the works too for this year, but the one that I currently have, it's an open one. So if anybody wanted to add their counseling services to my page, I would gladly add it.
0: Yay. So if if anybody um, is interested in any of the wonderful things that Melissa is doing right now, I will, um, her her information will be in the description of the episode. So have a look in there. Uh, We'll make sure to link her Instagram, her website. Um, All of the things that she's talked about will be linked in there. Definitely reach out to her if you're interested. Um, If you're looking for new things for your anxiety coping toolbox, maybe you're looking for something physical that can help you. She's got some things for you as well. Um, But definitely reach out. Melissa is a great resource. If you're not following her on IG, make sure you're following her on IG, especially if you're into makeup because she does a beautiful job of combining Mm self-care and beauty and mental wellness. And yeah, you just should definitely be following her.
1: (laughs) I also post very informative um tutorials. I'm entertaining but I'm also very informative. So I try to personalize it but teach what people want to know. So yes. whether it be with hair, skincare, makeup, self care, let me know down below. Check me out. Yes. I'm a hand in a few things, but can I thank you for inviting me on this platform? Oh, you can. Yes. Oh, my earrings have popped out. But I wanted to thank you for inviting me to be a part of your podcast. This is an amazing thing that you're doing um, oh, for the you. public, especially as someone who's not a mental health professional. Like, I love that you took initiative to create this platform and just like share what you're going through with other people, like sharing information from other people, and just also showing other people that they're not alone. Especially other black women, because like I'm pretty sure that all of us have a form of anxiety that we're going through, and we don't necessarily always understand it or have somewhere to like process it, or mm. you know, like
0: even know that other people are going through it. So, like, great job, keep it up. Thank I, you. I love it. Love it. <laughs> Thank you, Melissa. Well, we will definitely have to have you back in the future. Um, I, oh, love I love collabing you. with you, so we'll have to do that again. Maybe we'll do an IG live at some point again yeah. too. That was a lot of fun, but. Um, again, make sure you follow, uh, Melissa, check out our information in the description. Um, a couple more things just to make sure everybody that's listening knows, um, as I mentioned a couple times throughout this episode, we are actually filming this episode live through Bullhorn. That's B-U-L-L-H-O-R-N dot F-M. Uh, go to Bullhorn F-M, uh, search for black girls have anxiety too. I'll actually have that linked in the description. So you don't actually have to type anything in. Just click the link. Um, go ahead and follow us there as well. You'll be notified whenever we have these live events going on, you'll be able to call in, you'll be able to chat, you'll be able to ask questions. Mm -hmm. Uh, We're going to be doing some polls and, um, fun things like that. Um, definitely give us a follow over there. If you're not following us on Instagram, uh, give us a follow at black girls have anxiety too. That's two with T O's. Um, I'm your host Ashley I don't know if I ever introduced myself this whole episode but <laughs> thank you to everybody that has listened um, thank you to all of the new listeners I have have been just really excited watching all of the new people that are tuning in to the podcast um, I just just know that you're not alone and I hope that this episode is helpful for you um, mm-hmm. if you have any Uh, If you have any ideas for a new episode, especially if you're here listening, if you want to see uh, certain topics covered in a a different episode, drop them in the chat. If you're not listening live, go to my DMs, at Black Girls Have Anxiety 2 on Instagram. Let me know what you want to hear because I'm searching for people. If you're a mental health professional and you're interested and passionate about a certain piece of part of mental health or you just want to come on and talk about, you know, what you do, hit me up. I'm always looking for new guests. On the flip side, if this is your first episode, listening to Black Girls Have Anxiety 2, we also have episodes where we have Black women that aren't mental health professionals. They're everyday Black women like me and you. They come on and they talk about their own mental health journey. If that's something that you're interested and open and want to do, hit me up. I would love to have you as a guest on the show. Um, Yeah, just thank you to everybody that's listening. This is a great journey. Um, I'm officially calling this season two, which is also very exciting. Um, but yeah thank you to everybody that's joined check out some more episodes follow Melissa and we'll see you next time thanks for having me thanks for listening everyone bye everyone thank you so much for listening to another episode of Black Girls Have Anxiety 2 no matter where you are in the world I really appreciate your support see you again on the next episode but until then follow us on instagram at black girls have anxiety too and on twitter at anxious black girls that's anxious blk girls and remember just because you're struggling doesn't mean you have to struggle in silence the more we talk about it the more we heal